What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical, where we talk all things training, nutrition, and mindset optimization, while making sure to not lose sight of the practical and applicable side of things. I'm your host, Jordan Lips, and I just wanted to say thank you for taking time out of your day to tune in. I appreciate you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. What's up guys? Today I want to talk about calorie cycling for fat loss. And before we get started, I want to reiterate that this conversation is in the context of being in a calorie deficit. These rules do not apply when you're in a surplus trying to build muscle. However, they do apply really well to being in a calorie deficit and potentially at maintenance calories. So let's say you've gotten to the point where you know it's not when you eat, it's not what you eat, it's not the carbs, it's not sugar, it's not the inflammation, it's not the gluten. It's calories. It's being in a calorie deficit. Let's say you've gotten there, and that's great, by the way, because the whole fitness industry is you know, based around distracting you from that fact. So once you're there, you're kind of left with this question of, do I need to eat the same amount of calories every day? Or do I need to be in the same amount of a deficit every single day? And the truth is you don't. As long as you end the week in the same size deficit, how you split up your calories makes no difference for fat loss. Let me repeat that. As long as you end the week in the same size deficit, how you split up your calories makes no difference for fat loss. So here's an example. Let's say you get paid 700 bucks a week by your job and you really want to save some money. You could save $10 per day, which would be $70 a week. And that'd be totally fine. You could spend $90 a day. Great. Totally fine plan. Or you could, you know, go ball out with your boys at the club and spend $130 per day. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then save a little bit more and spend $60 a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Guess what? That's $70 a week. Is one of those better? No, because you just want to save money. And how you're distributing that your dollars is very similar to how you can distribute your calories. What matters is at the end of the week, are you in a deficit? Did you spend a little more on some days and a little less on other days? Who freaking cares? It doesn't matter. So let's say you've made an educated guess that your calories are around 2,000 per day, and I want you to rephrase that as 14,000 calories per week. Now we're going to use this example of 2,000 calories per day, 14,000 calories per week throughout the rest of this podcast. So calorie cycling states that you could eat 2,000 calories per day and you'd do totally great. You'd make great progress if you're in a deficit, obviously, right? 14,000 calories per week. That's your target. You could do 2,000 calories per day. Awesome. Could you also do 2,500 calories per day and then the next day 1,500 and the next day 25 and the next day 15? And as long as you got to 14,000, you'd be totally fine? Yep. What about 3,000 and then 1,000? Yep. What about 4,000 and then zero? Yep. Now, are all of those equally practical and equally advisable options? Probably not in most cases for most people. But it's the understanding that it would still work and you'd still make progress that is super empowering. So you might ask, what do we do now with this information? What do we do now with this information? Well, first and foremost, you just now understand you don't have to eat the same amount of calories. A lot of times in fitness, some of the most enlightening information you can get is finding out you don't have to do something a certain way. The more you find out you don't have to do it a certain way, the more you can implement your own personal preference, which is always going to create the best adherence and consistency. The second thing you do with that information is understand that when life throws you a high day, you can make adjustments. And that brings us to point number three is that you can stop saying fuck it whenever you have an unplanned high day. 
right? Like, let's say grandmama comes in with her cookies and you, and, and you just can't say no and you happen to go over your calories. You can adjust. You can borrow calories from other days and it's totally fine. You get to make grandmama very happy. It's a good thing. Eat the damn cookies. So what I want to do now is I want to go over four ways to implement calorie cycling. And these are the exact four options that I give to my online coaching clients. And this is how I describe it to them. And the point is to understand that all four of these strategies will work equally well. What's important is that you pick the one that fits best with your lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, these are lifestyle adjustments. They are not metabolic hacks. There is no way around being in a calorie deficit. There's no way around some of the ramifications that be that, that come from being in a, in a calorie deficit. So when you hear these options, I don't want you to think, oh, which one of these is best? Which one of these is gonna get me the best results? The one that's gonna get you the best results is the one you like the most, the one that fits best with your lifestyle. So the first strategy for implementing calorie cycling is actually static calories. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive. I mean, static calories, meaning the same amount of calories every day, doesn't sound like calorie cycling. Hear me out. I don't want you to hear this podcast and think, I have to, I have to calorie cycle. I, ha- I, you know, I have to organize my week like this. You don't. You might benefit from continuity. You might hear this whole podcast and say, fuck that. I want to just focus on one number, hit that one number every day. You know, Maybe that just allows you to have a little bit more tunnel vision, make a little bit more of a, 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 the same plan from a day to day, and you might benefit from that. And that's awesome. And I want you to know that you don't have to calorie cycle. You can use static calories and do absolutely great. And there are a large percentage of people that would do better with static calories. Now, I do think that understanding calorie cycling as a concept and then layering that on top of static calories is always going to produce better, more flexible results than saying super rigid to your calories. So static calories is great until someone shows up with the red velvet cupcakes and you want one, but you're already at your calories. But if you eat static calories and you understand that you can borrow calories retroactively from other days and still make progress, you can still win. For example, if you normally eat 2,000 calories and one day you happen to eat 25, right? Even though you're trying to eat static calories, it still might not happen all the time. You can take 500 calories off your next day, right? 2,500 and 1,500 would be totally fine. Be 4,000 across two days. Great. Or... You could take 100 calories off the subsequent five days. Also great. Totally fine. Totally equivalent process uh, progress. Or any other equivalent breakdown that you wish, right? You could take 250 off the next two days. The idea is that you aren't going to lose your shit on that 2,500 calorie day because you went over. Cool. You were trying to eat 2,000, but you went over. Big fucking deal. Take those calories from other days and you can still make progress. The second way to utilize calorie cycling is called the weekend warrior or the 5-2 split. Pretty self-explanatory. You eat more on the weekends, you eat less during the week. And whether or not you actively like eating more on the weekends, you probably do. So why not just bake that into your plan? For example, instead of eating 2,000 calories per day, you could eat 1,800 calories from Monday through Friday, right? And that would be 200 calories off of five days, so 1,000 extra saved calories. And you could take that 1,000 and split that over Saturday and Sunday for 500 extra. So it would be 1,800 Monday through Friday and 2,500 Saturday and Sunday. The truth is the weekends are where most people either don't track at all, track but go way over, or track and wildly underestimate. 
And the truth is having more calories has been shown to increase tracking accuracy. The lower people's calories go, the more we tend to over to under report. So the best thing I can do to improve as a coach, a client's tracking accuracy is actually give them more calories. So in the times that you tend to either not track or go way over or wildly underestimate, if you give yourself more calories, your accuracy will improve. And one of the reasons I'd like or how I would phrase the benefits of the Weekend Warrior is that going from 2,000 calories to 1,800 calories probably isn't a big deal. It's probably not that much more miserable. So it's a very small concession. But the benefit of going from 2,000 to 2,500 twice per week is huge. So we could say you get a really big return on that investment. Going from 2,000 to 1,800, not a big deal. Getting to go from 2,000 to 2,500, really big deal. So you might have very similar days Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday are a whole fuckload better. And that might be a reason to do this. Now, the third way to use calorie cycling would be to have high days on your training days and lower days on your rest days. Now, I know what you're thinking. If I eat more on my training days, will I get more benefit from my workouts, right? I've had people ask me, hey, if I eat in a surplus on my training days and, and on my rest days, if I'm in a deficit, am I going to build muscle and burn fat at the same time? That, that's just not how it works. It, it, it doesn't have such an ac- acute effect. It's really over a larger span of time. And it's not like eating a couple hundred extra calories on the days you train is going to give you an appreciable more amount of muscle or more adaptation from that workout. However, if you feel hungrier on training days, if you feel better, if you perform better, then that is absolutely a reason to try this. Like maybe you do a heavy leg day and you're starving the rest of the day. And maybe on days you don't work out, maybe you don't get as hungry. That is the reason to try the split. I don't want you to, to take this split and think, okay, I'm going to be building muscle on my workout days and be burning fat for fuel on my rest days. The truth is, if you're doing a properly programmed hypertrophy style exercise program, you're not burning that many calories while you work out. So in studies where they take people on their rest days and they measure energy expenditure versus their training days, it's very similar. You burn way more calories through walking around, through NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, than you do actually during your training session. Maybe you burn two to 300 calories where you would have burned one to 200 calories just walking around your apartment or something. So on those rest days, your training and rest day calorie expenditure is very similar. That's The reason to do this is not for some physiological benefit. It's because maybe you get hungrier on training days. And if you do, this works amazing. So the fourth way to implement calorie cycling that I offer to my online coaching clients is called the 11 and 3 split. 11 days in a deficit and then three days at maintenance, right? Three day, three high days. It's very similar to the 5 and 2, of course, but in this case, you're getting that third day. So it's a little bit more continuity on both ends. You're doing 11 days of one thing and then three days of another. So you might benefit from a little bit more continuity on both ends. And what it comes down to is usually every other weekend having three higher days. So mathematically, it could be something like 11 days at 1,800 followed by three consecutive days at 2,750. Now, there is a study that's come out recently. Uh, I think 
by Bill Campbell, 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 out of Tampa, where they took consecutive day calories, so so static calories, and they put that up against another group were doing three day refeeds, and they saw that the group doing three day refeeds when calories were controlled, so something very much like this eleven and three, that that group retained more lean muscle and had some mitigation of metabolic adaptation. They kept their resting metabolic rate. They kept their metabolic rate higher throughout the the study. Now, what is metabolic adaptation? Very quickly. When your body, metabolic adaptation is when your body adapts to being in deficit by slowing your metabolism so you don't die. Now, this study taken at face value would say that there's a unique benefit to having a, a three consecutive high carb refeed by way of increasing metabolic rate and reversing some of the effects of metabolic adaptation of being in a deficit. Now, my take on the study after reading some critiques is that we shouldn't really take that and run with it. And some of the deductions made from the study probably aren't as ironclad as they were made out to be. Now, what I would say is that there's nothing wrong with doing a refeed protocol where you're doing maybe a five and two split or an 11, three split in the hopes that there might be some advantage. Maybe there is, but I promise you, if there is a benefit, it's so unbelievably small that it will not outweigh your personal preference. If there's a benefit to consecutive day refeeds, I promise you it is so unbelievably small. It, it should not outweigh your personal preference. If you freaking hate doing an 11-3 protocol or a 5-2 protocol, do not do it because you think it might give you some benefit. I promise. It's so small if it if it exists at all. Now, if you're somebody who doesn't care and is like, hey, dude, all these sound great to me. I can do any of them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll stick to whatever you say. And you really want to take a chance that there might be a benefit because at the end of the day, you're going to do anything anyway. You might as well pick the one that has a potential upside, even if it's small. Great. Go nuts. Just make sure it fits your lifestyle. It fits your preference. It fits your personality. And you're not thinking that it's something that will be magic. And last thing on that study and potentially potential metabolic adaptation reversal is that my guess is that you get a relatively similar benefit from all of these calorie cycling strategies and that the three-day consecutive day probably is not unique. You probably have a relatively similar increase in metabolic rate whenever your calories go up. So even on the five and two split or even on the training day, non-training day, my guess is you have fairly similar mitigation of some metabolic adaptation on all of those in all of those methodologies. Now, I want to make it very clear. You're not going to reverse metabolic adaptation. Metabolic adaptation is coming for you no matter what. It is evolutionarily ingrained into our, into our physiology, and it's not going anywhere. You're not going to reverse it, and you're not, no matter what you do, going to stop it to any appreciable amount. Could you stop it? Maybe? I don't know, and we still don't know. The literature is very inconclusive. Yes, this study was one step in the direction of maybe refeeds provide some utility, but we're nowhere near ready to claim that refeeds are going to do anything against metabolic adaptation, anything appreciable. So one last thing I want to say on calorie cycling is that it's, again, it's in the context of being in a calorie deficit is where we see these benefits, but you might find more benefits by cycling calories the lower your calories go, the further you go into a diet, 
the further you're away you are from your settling point. You might, if you're eating 2,000 calories, that's probably, if you're organizing it enough, uh, well enough with high-volume food, enough protein, enough fiber, it's probably enough food for you to feel satiated. And the lower your calories go, the more you go into a deficit, you might benefit psychologically, physiologically, from having some higher days that are at least close to a, a humane amount of food. If you're eating an average of 15 to 1700 calories, you might benefit from doing some lower days and some higher days. You might find that doing 15 or 13 sucks just the same, but having a couple days at 2000 makes the whole dieting spirit experience a whole lot better. So the lower your calories go, either relative to where they normally are or just uh, an absolute amount, they just get low enough where it's not a lot of food, you might want to start thinking about being creative with your calorie cycling as to make it enjoyable, as enjoyable as possible, as enjoyable as it can be. A deficit is never going to be fun. But the lower your calories go, the further you go into a diet, calorie cycling is going to be one of those tools that you can use to just make it suck a little less. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you being here. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's at jordanlipsfitness. Email jordanlips at jordanlipsfitness.com or check out the website jordanlipsfitness.com. That's enough shameless plugging for now. If you guys ever want to reach out, you can DM me. You can email me. You can send me a raven. You can send me an owl. What up, Hedwig? Message in a bottle, and I will respond. I love chatting it up with you guys, so I'm always available if you want to troubleshoot something or I can answer any personal questions. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you in the next episode.